to the Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcasts, which are now entering their fourth year of broadcast. Who would have thought that when Seth died in 2014, all these years later we would be making a podcast in his memory? It's a really exciting time for Charlotte and me. We've been recording 30 podcasts, one for each day in November, as part of Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. Charlotte has been talking to all kinds of people involved with pancreatic cancer and over the next 30 days we will hear lots of personal stories. Stories of love, stories of commitment, stories of hope and sadly, as always with pancreatic cancer, stories of loss. Each story will help you understand the challenges of pancreatic cancer as well as the signs and symptoms and will help you to have conversations with people and ensure that they are aware of what to look out for. Join us each day for our Purple Rainbow podcast. If you miss any of the episodes, you can catch up by visiting www.purplerainbow.co.uk where all of the podcasts will be stored for you to listen to at your leisure. Follow us on your podcast channel, like and share, and join us for an interesting month with lots of stories of love and hope. Welcome to today's episode of Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcasts. This is one of 30 episodes you'll be getting across November 2021 for Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. I'm Charlotte and today I'm talking to Fika Froehling. She's a consultant medical oncologist and clinical senior lecturer at the University of Glasgow and has an interest in pancreatic cancer. She's part of the Precision Pank team, and that's a platform that brings together experts in pancreatic cancer across the UK. Now, you were also supposed to hear from David Chang, who's also involved in Precision Pank uh, in this episode. But there are a few technical difficulties with his recording. So you'll only be hearing from me and Fika. Now, that does mean that there are a few occasions where you might hear me say you two or Fika refer to David. Now, I kept those in just to keep the flow of the podcast working. And I have spoken to David and I have promised him we'll have him on the podcast in the new year. So I began this chat by asking Fika to tell me a bit more about Precision Pank. It's really a platform to link the basic science with the clinic and have this ongoing learning loop where you try to understand the disease and thereby find novel treatments and then at the same time make your clinical observations in the clinical trial setting then to keep learning if the drug works why does it work or if it doesn't work why does it not and what do we need to do better so that you can keep really going back and forward between the two to find better treatments and better drugs for the pancreatic cancer patients, really. So how did you guys get involved in this? I've studied pancreatic cancer basically since I finished medical school when I started my PhD research. And then that was actually back at the time in 27, 2010. And then it's actually then over the years, you started to get all the precision medicine initiatives. And I think in many cancer types, you saw the, the changes that molecular profiling made in different tumor types. But yet in pancreatic cancer, this was challenging. It's, it's because of all the, the, the lack of certain changes that we can target with different drugs. And then 
really the precision bank platform brought together the community in the uk and that's what david describes what happens in 2015 or maybe a lot before really to see how can we kind of all come together in the pancreatic cancer community to bridge the challenges because i think in pancreatic cancer specifically there are different aspects involved and and some of the subgroups are very small so therefore you need like a platform and you need uh yeah a, a consortium like precision pank to make improvements and discoveries so i think for me it was like a almost a logical transition and it's it's been the, the interest to study this disease from very early in my career and with the aim to find better treatments for this cancer that continues to be so deadly really um, and I think the, as a clinician scientist, to me, it is also the importance to, to have both areas where you have the clinic and also the research to understand the biology of the cancer. So I think that's, that's for me how, how things started. Um, for me, what is the excitement? So for example, my PhD research, which was at Bart's Cancer Institute, um, that has been translated into a clinical trial. So that focused on the active metabolite of vitamin A as a, as a novel treatment for pancreas cancer. And initially that was work all done in, in cell lines and, and in the laboratory in, and also mouse models. And then together with the team at Barts and Professor Kocher, we worked to get this into a clinical trial and now that's also becoming part of the Precision Bank platform. So it really is exciting to see how you can basically start by a deep understanding in the biology of pancreas cancer, then come up with a very basically scientifically driven or treatment proposal to yeah, to set up this clinical study for which you have a good rationale to evaluate and then keep this ongoing learning loop to then again take the patient samples, take them back to the laboratory again to keep learning. So it's, it's that's why I say, it's kind of then brings it all all together, that it's, it's an ongoing learning loop in that sense. What is it that, you know, inspires you to keep going every day when you're looking at statistics and that in stuff that, w- that we see all the time, you know, when it feels like we're up against an uphill battle that's not getting any can't see can't even see the top let alone think about getting there we need to do better and i think that to me is is like a main drive and i think as as david says clinical trials are i think that's it's the hope it gives hope to say okay we can find better treatments um for patients themselves i think there is also a large altruism indeed because I think it's the chances it will help the patients themselves is unfortunately not as big as yet but I think it does give us hope and I think for me it's important as as it it is a cancer for which I think their awareness need to increase and it is so deadly and it will become the deadliest cancer in the society or the second cause of cancer mortality so it's i think patients deserve 
clinical trials and and yeah that that we as a community as clinicians and scientists study this disease to find better options at all elements from earlier diagnosis to better treatments for the whole spectrum so i think that's it's a, it's a huge drive for me personally actually to say well it's patients deserve better and we need to do better I talk about the community, the pancreatic cancer community, a lot. How is it being part of the of the community, of, and especially like you know on the medical side? I talk about the, the patient side, and I spoke to a few a few weeks ago uh, a group of women who met each other on the Pancreatic Cancer UK forum because their husbands sadly were diagnosed and then sadly passed away very within the very sort of short span, uh, time time span but very similar time span. So they've now become firm, firm friends. And it's a friendship that is just beautiful and lovely. And so they've got their little community. How is it? Is there uh, an other side, a flip side, like the, the, the researcher community, the medical side of it community as well? And how does that work? Yeah, I think the it has definitely changed. I think if you ask me, so having been around in the, in the pancreatic cancer research fields in the UK since... 2007, you do see there's a, I think as a community, um, it's it's become, very, yeah, more cohesive, I think, or more, um, and through different mechanisms. I think Precision Pank is an important unifier, but there are other initiatives. And I think the, the charities as well, the, I think all the different pancreatic cancer charities, I think they also help in bringing together all the, the pancreatic cancer scientists and clinicians. So what are you guys working on at the moment? What is the, the big thing that's ex- keeping you awake at night, keeping you, getting you excited? What, what's, what's to come? So I think the whole concept of the host, I think that summarizes it probably the best what's of all the different research topics I've been studying it. But I think we've, I've studied different aspects of pancreas cancer and what brings it all together for me is now putting it in the context of the whole human body where we see a two centimeter cancer in one patient behaves completely different in a two centimeter cancer in another patient. Whereas actually if you just look at all the CT scans or at even another microscope, they, they, they look the same. Now to, and it's really to say, how can we learn the, so the basically the evolution from the cancer and the host to say it's a co-evolution system where the cancer and the host, they evolve in this together and to tease out those mechanisms to say, how does it happen? That's what really is driving me. And I think that's how we can also find better treatments to, to basically maybe strengthen the host or work on on boosting like the immune system or your other mechanisms to say oh what can we do to to strengthen the host also to 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 fight the pancreas cancer safe from within the patient's body if you like that's that's what's driving me at the moment I feel very privileged to be able to work in both that you can say as because I didn't even touch it. I also work as a medical oncologist, but yeah, that's kind of <laughs> so that's, just, you know, just do that as well. <laughs> no, but it is, I think it's you see the patients and then then to basically look after the patients, guide them through their treatments and then at the same time go back 
to the laboratory or the clinical side of research. So in the laboratory, you do did the whole tumor host interaction, but then also at the clinical side, work on the setup of different clinical trials. It's 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 a privilege to work on all those fields, and that you can basically really and yeah see the patients, guide them through the treatments, and at the same time work in in the in the lab and clinical research fields to set up different clinical trials and studies for the patients. So I think it's research makes a difference. And I think we've made observations decades ago that cancer is a wound that does not heal. And I think pancreas cancer is also a prime example of that, where you see this. And so yeah, research will make a difference. So. We've seen that with other cancer types, as David says, I think we're lagging behind in pancreas cancer, but it will come. Thank you so much to Fika and of course, David, who both gave up their time to speak to me. And I promise, promise, promise we will get David on soon with no gremlins so that you can actually hear what he has to say. And of course, thank you for listening. Please remember to share this podcast, leave us a review and a rating because we're here every day in November, raising awareness of pancreatic cancer. You can find out more at purplerainbow.co.uk. And I'll be back with a new episode tomorrow.